Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis and commentary. And before we bring in our great co-host, Sam Gordon, just want to let you know that Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casinos, SDN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and Blue Wire. Without further ado, Sam Gordon, uh, the month is April. And do you know what that means, Sam Gordon? <laughs> yeah. It means it's uh, it's it's almost time for the NFL draft. Maybe right here in our backyard. Uh, what three three weeks and some change now? It's it is. Time. It is, and not only not only is it the NFL draft, which you are absolutely one thousand percent correct on that, uh, but it's also NFL football teams are beginning their offseason program as we speak uh, oh. right now. In fact, the Chicago Bears and Miami Dolphins uh, started on Monday, uh, April fourth. So our good friend. Alec Ingold is uh, somewhere in Miami getting down with Dolphins uh, and we're um, happy for him. He can, we can, we can honestly say that uh, he was one of the good dudes, um, you know, with the Raiders and uh, um, you know, uh, hopefully everything works out for, for Alec uh, in Miami, but because the Dolphins and the bears have a new coaching staff, they got to start a week earlier. The Raiders are in the same situation uh, as the bears and, and, and Dolphins. So why didn't they uh, begin uh, their, their off-season program yesterday, Sam Gordon, April 4th, because they didn't want to, they want to do it. They wanted to do it April 11th. They felt like that was uh, going to be fine uh, and dandy. So on Monday, uh, April 11th, the Raiders will converge uh, over at their practice facility in Henderson and get started. Sam Gordon get started on preparations for the 2022 NFL season. It's just crazy how fast things move. Well, yeah, Vinny, it feels like, you know, just yesterday, right? Uh, we were at the, the Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler introductory press conference, and now you're going to have an opportunity, right, for the, for, for the new coaching staff to really uh, start putting that program together and get, get just get things in place. Of course, it's very, very early. We understand there's still a lot of moving parts. There could be some changes around draft time and free agency is far from over. Uh, but the seeds of whatever – uh, whatever the new coaching staff wants to do is going to are going to be planted, are going to be developed, and and, and the beginnings of, of which are going to uh, are going to be cultivated. So definitely an exciting time uh, for for the Raiders and just kind of for the league in general, which always seems to be exciting now with the way everything is structured and how year round everything is. But but nonetheless, uh, I think it's big. I, mean, I think it's I think it's big to to, to start planting these seeds just as it is for other teams with new coaching staffs to to really see what kind of tone you want to set uh, with this iteration of the Raiders, with this iteration of Josh McDaniels' coaching career and w- with the rest of the new staff as well. It's said many times uh, that championships are won in February uh, and January when, when the playoffs roll around, but teams are built literally as we speak this time of the year and you're laying the groundwork. And it's kind of interesting because last week I was in Florida at the NFL owners meetings and got a chance to talk to uh, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, the two uh, decision makers uh, for the Raiders and, you know, uh, talking to Josh, I was like, you know, as a first year coach, you know, working with this with the team for the for the first time, how anxious are you really to get out there on the grass, and kind of see what you um, what you have to work with, you know, and how do you fight that kind of urge to do that? And in typical football coach fashion, he was like, you know, 
you, you know, we're not even ready to get out there yet right now. Like we're not even shaped to get out there. Like he was taking it literally like, it's not the time yet, you know, and you don't want to push it. You know, the last thing you want to do is get guys hurt. And I'm thinking, I'm just asking, are you anxious to get started, started and see what you got? But already, uh, you know, he's looking at it practically like, well, we can't do that because, you know, guys aren't even in shape really to, to push it as far uh, as, as they can. So you, sure. you, it's not hard to fight that urge because you know where they are physically, which brings up um, a, a point about where we are right now in the calendar, uh, Sam Gordon, they start uh, their off season program on Monday, but really all that means not that, you know, we're minimizing it at all, but the first uh, week or so is strictly, strictly, uh, conditioning and, and um, you know, weight room work. So you basically as players getting into the building for the first time officially with your strength and conditioning coach and kind of easing back into things. Now we all know Sam that, uh, you know, because of the money that's being made in professional sports, everything's really a 12 month uh, a year ordeal. Yeah. So guys are staying in shape, but there's still some differences, you know, uh, being in shape. Uh, and being in football shape. And that kind of process starts, um, you know, uh, next week. And it really is an important prospect, but it was just interesting hearing Josh talk about, wow, you can't, can't look at too far ahead. Cause we got to get in shape before we can get into it. So just kind of funny how a football coach looks at things. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I definitely understandable. You know, want to take it, take everything one step at a time. But I think, you know, part of, like you said, many of the merit of, of guys just being in the building is, Hey, the, the chemistry, the camaraderie, uh, between these guys starts to build and, 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 and there's, there's some structure to it, a team kind of setting and structure and, and that stuff. I, I know it's can be hot, really hard to quantify and everything like that. And, you know, there may not be necessarily any sexy metrics to, to, to quantify that or to explain all that. But I, I mean, it's, it's team sports. It's the ultimate team sport. And that kind of thing matters. I think at the highest of levels, you know, just, just the, the, the energy, the culture, the way that guys interact with each other, or just the, the, that, the, to what degree, how strong is that? You know, how strong are those, are those locker rooms that, that really matters. You hear retired players talk about it. You hear active players talk about the, the character of the locker room and whatnot. And for the first time, because we know every single NFL team is different. There's so many moving parts. This group of players, guys that are going to be, competing for the Raiders moving forward, have an opportunity to compete for one of those roster spots are going to be together. Uh, and I think that's, I think that's big. It's just, again, very, very early in early part of the process, but then, you know, you can, you can get kind of a feel of what this what the character of this group is going to be, how this group is going to take shape and, and what the, what the leaders in place need to do to, to get this thing moving forward the way they want it to. Sam Gordon, uh, I'm going to throw out some names. Can you count, um, you know, uh, you know, on your finger as I'm doing that Garrett Gilbert, Okay, one. Nick Mullins, Brandon Bolden, Amir Abdullah, Yaqib, uh, Jacob Johnson, Devontae Adams, Mac Hollins, Marcus Robinson, Jacob Hollister, Alex Bars, mm. Chandler Jones, Bilal Nichols, Kyler Fackrell, Justin March, Vernon Butler, Andrew Billings, Kyler Pico, Jayon Brown, Ky uh, Micah Kaiser, Anthony Averett, Rocky Yassin, Darius Phillips, Cravon LeBlanc, Jerron Harmon, and that's it. How many? What, what did that? I just I ran out of figures, Vinny. I counted 24, 24 guys. Okay, that twenty-four, as you could probably deduct uh, or deduce, uh, deduce, deduce. That's how many new faces the Raiders uh, have at this moment. Um, as a step foot, you know, in the building in Henderson on, on Monday, that's the, that's the current count of new players. And that's going to expand 
uh, via the draft. And then I think Josh McDaniels told me that there were like, even after the draft, there's probably going to be, if you just, if they just draft their, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, you know, five guys in, in the draft, there's still about almost 20 roster spots that are still open beyond that. Um, you know, when you, when you start talking about your 80, your 80 uh, man roster going into training camp. So there's still a lot of new faces that are going to be coming into the building on top of the 24 that we just named. So you're probably going to be looking at close to 40, 50 new, new faces, um, come training camp or, or at least come OTAs. That's a lot of new faces. Uh, Sam. Yeah, that really is that, that, that's, it's hard to comprehend. There's no league, right. That there's that much turnover. Year to year, I mean, there can't be where you have to roster. Plus, the Lakers. Essentially. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just thinking that same thing. Yeah, for sure. That's the only other only other team that comes close, or the only other yeah situation that comes close. But no, it's big. I mean, it's, it's huge. And just to get again, just to get in the strength, just to get in the weight room, to do some conditioning stuff, to get a feel, to get those conversations started, to learn about their new teammates, to to, to have an understanding of what guys like, what guys don't like, different personalities. I mean, it's. It's tough. You got to get so many different people on the same page, right? Everybody has, you know, different backgrounds, different perspectives, different, you know, financial situations that they want to do, that they want to take care of and handle. And and, in football, you got to get everybody to come together for, for, you know, X amount of weeks and and be unified towards one team goal. That's not easy. So I I think just in in that sense, there's a lot of merit in what's going to happen, you know, these upcoming weeks for teams around the league. And of course, with the Raiders, given the turnover we just discussed, especially for them uh, as well as they look to kind of uh, stake their place in what's going to be a very new uh, and exciting AFC West. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. I want to go to a couple of uh, position rooms here uh, real quick. Uh, let's go to linebacker Chandler Jones. Uh, he obviously is going to line up as a rush end outside linebacker. Uh, Denzel Perryman, Jayon Brown, Divine Diablo, Kyler uh, Fackrell, Micah Kaiser, Justin March, and Sutton Smith. Uh, March and Smith are listed as outside linebackers as well. When you look at that linebacker room, and I know it changes because they are probably going to be lining up in a 3-4 uh, in their base look, uh, but when you look at that linebacker uh, room how do you feel uh, right now about about where the Raiders are at linebacker yeah I feel like it's you know significantly you know deeper than I, I think you're gonna have options different kinds of linebackers right Vinny you're gonna have your uh, like you said your Chandler Jones you know stand up kind of pass rusher you know that you know the, the the new age defensive end more or less he's gonna be rushing the pass we might I think we might see Malcolm Coots in that role a little bit maybe some Max Crosby right but but you also have you know, your Denzel Perryman's of the world. I like, you know, Kyler Fackrell, the, 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 the dynamic he brings. It just feels like there's there's more depth. I, of course, I think we both like what we saw from Divine Diablo towards the end of last year. He, he really, I think, stepped up and emerged as a guy that, uh, I mean, clearly there's, there's some turnover at that position. I think his emergence has something to do with it. So you have different types of linebackers, guys that can move, guys that can get after the passer. And what I think to me, Vinny, is that creates some flexibility with what you want to do schematically within your three, four system, right? Within your scheme, you got different players that you can plug in and, and at least try different looks. That's what it feels to me where it's at right now. What do you think? Yeah. And uh, if you're, if you're looking at a three, four uh, alignment, you got to figure at this point, you know, um, jobs obviously are, are going to be won or lost over these next few months, but inside linebackers, Denzel Perryman and, uh, and divine Diablo, I would imagine. Right. Uh, yeah. Chandler Jones and who else uh, has that fourth uh, linebacker? 
uh, rushing off the edge. Not quite sure. Uh, I'm sure Fackerel will get, uh, you know, time in there. Um, you know, so uh, that's uh, maybe, like you said, Max Crosby lines up upright uh, at, at, at some points. Um, but I would think that that would be, you know, at least three of the uh, 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 starting linebackers with, and I'm sure a guy like Perryman will come off the field, you know, when they go back into their, um, you know, sub packages where they, you know, they take a linebacker off the field, put an extra uh, wide receiver or excuse me, cornerback or safety out there. But I, I, I would think that that's, you know, where it's going with, uh, with the starting jobs. But like you said, there's a lot of different uh, types of players. Kyler Fackrell is a guy that shown can get to the quarterback. Uh, he had 10 and a half sacks with the green Bay Packers when uh, Patrick Graham was his position coach uh, a few years ago. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, I, we asked uh, Josh McDaniels that uh, in Florida, how do you feel about your linebacker room? He's like better today uh, because prior to, you know, last week, you're really looking at, you know, uh, you know, going into free agency, let's put it that way. It was Corey Littleton who's no longer here. Denzel Perryman, divine Diablo. Um, and, and really that was it, you know, uh, that was, that was for sure coming back. Um, so he feels a lot better about it where they are right now, but it's still, you know, a work in progress. Uh, and I, I would be curious to see who that fourth uh, outside line or that, you know, second outside linebacker starter, uh, is going to be, let's go to uh, defensive tackle. Uh, Vernon Butler, Andrew Billings, uh, Kyler Pico, Jonathan Hankins, who they brought back uh, earlier or over the weekend on a, on a one-year deal. Um, when you look at this uh, defensive tackle group and, and you go ahead and throw uh, Bilal Nichols uh, into there as well, uh, a lot of girth, uh, different type body types and whatnot, but I think that they're, they've reshaped at least the interior of their defensive line to kind of fit more with what Patrick Graham is doing. Yeah, I think so, too. Like you said, girth is the first kind of word that comes to mind. A lot of size, um, you know, pl plugging up the run, just having just just creating chaos in there. Right. I don't know if you have, um, you know, maybe quite as much pass rushing juice as you did with 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 the mix of defensive uh, interior defensive linemen they have last year. Of course, you know, we understand that there was going to be some again, moving parts with that. But what you do have is uh, what you do have is, again, some depth and a lot of size in there and guys that I think are going to be more than capable of just, of just mixing some stuff up up front and, and giving the linebackers and defensive backs chances to, to, to fill and, and stuff the run or, or, or drawing extra defenders to allow the guys on the outside to get, to get to the quarterback. I don't know how many sacks we're going to see from that group per se, but it doesn't necessarily matter, right? You, what matters is pressures and sacks as a team, not necessarily going from one particular uh, you know position um, group. So it, it feels to me like a different you know group of interior defensive linemen but that doesn't not necessarily better or worse, just different in the sense that I, I think, um, you know, the Raiders had issues at times last year, you know, stopping the run, um, especially early in the season. This group to me feels like it's, it's, it's going to have a different dynamic and is going to complement, uh, you know, the pass rush that you're going to get um, from Max Crosby, from Chandler Jones, from, you know, potentially a Kyler Fackrell, from, from guys at the second level. You mentioned uh, Malcolm Koontz getting back to him because technically he is listed as a defensive end. Uh, but when we're talking about that linebacker uh, room, uh, outside linebacker room, and I asked Josh Daniels about Malcolm and he's like, you know, he's a really interesting player. Uh, one thing that we do know about Malcolm Koontz is he can get juice uh, in, the, in the pass rush, even in his limited time last year. Um, he was able to get to the quarterback a few times. Um, but I, I just looking at, you know, he's six foot two, um, not the biggest guy to be a guy that puts his hand on the ground and, and uh, rushes off the edge like that. But I mean, he probably could profile maybe as that outside linebacker. I don't know uh, if that's the case, but it sounds like he's probably going to get a little bit of time, at least some experimental time 
at that position. Yeah, I think it's worth a look, right? Like that's what you, you know, you got a new coaching staff, you've got a new defensive coordinator who's going to get to know his personnel. And, and the, the, again, I, just different off-season programs, different things that you have um, at, at junctures of the off-season just to kind of get a look at guys and see where they're at. Uh, gives you a feel for maybe how you want to use him or how you want to experiment with him or what role best is best suited for him to help the Raiders moving forward. That's the, that's the goal of the coaching staff, right? Put assemble a roster, then put that group, those group of players uh, in, in a situation, in situations to maximize their abilities individually and then collectively as a team. So I, I think it would make sense that there's, you know, there's opportunity for him to come off that edge. You know, maybe, you know, maybe it's a rotational thing. Uh, because we, we see what rotational depth did for that defensive line um, last year, even on the perimeter. So uh, maybe it's rotational, maybe he emerges as a starter, but I, I definitely think it's, it's fair to give him a look, especially given uh, what he was able to splash at various points at the end of last year. One other room that I wanted to talk about uh, for today, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Matt Collins, Brian Edwards, Demarcus Robinson, Tyron Johnson, Dylan Stoner, DJ Turner. Um, we're obviously talking about wide receivers. I really like how they've built this room uh, out, um, Sam. You know, obviously, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, um, Brian Edwards, those are known commodities, at least here uh, in, in Las Vegas. Devontae Adams coming from the Green Bay Packers, but everybody knows uh, what he's all about. But I but I like also um, the additions of Matt Collins uh, and Demarcus Robinson. And one thing that Josh McDaniels brought up when he talked about Robinson and, and Hollins uh a specific to Hollins, not only uh, can he play wide receiver for you, but he's also a really good special teams player. Um, Demarcus Robinson uh, situationally has played all over. He's a piece that you can move all over, uh, you know, uh, the, the wide receiver lineup uh, alignment spectrum uh, has a lot of speed uh, as well, yeah. has played in a winning program. Uh, but what he really liked about both is that they, they've both been factors at times in the red zone and he brought the red zone up Josh McDaniels like that's an obvious area that we need to get better at um and and so it looks like you know they have to they have to make um red zone uh efficiency a a priority and it looks like bringing in a guy like Hollins and a guy like Robinson is you know one step toward uh, helping that along but when you hear those wide receivers what what jumps out at you yeah, it's just the, the variety of skill sets, right? I think you have in Devontae Adams, he's like your five-tool receiver. I think that to me, he's not only, you know, the most complete receiver in the game today in terms of what he does at an elite level, but you're talking about a, a pretty short list historically of guys that can do all the things that he's able to do. You get deep, as good of a route runner as it, as there is. He's great after the catch. He's physical in the, in the running game. Uh, he will go over the middle. There's not a route he won't run. He's got enough speed. He's got skills on the ball. He does everything at, at a remarkable level, right? So that's why he has the status he has as a perennial first team all pro uh, and, and definitely, you know, one of the top two or three receivers um, in the league today. Again, certainly the most complete, but then you have your technician with Hunter Renfro, who I thought proved towards the end of the season, Hey, yeah, he's a slot guy and he gets busy um, in shorter routes, but he can do more. He can get down the field. He can, he can make stuff happen after the catch. He can get into the second levels and he's going to have a lot of space um, to operate with now playing with, with Devonta Adams. And then you have, you know, Brian Edwards, who I, I thought, you know, he got down the field a little bit too, but it's always kind of been best as like a big body possession type of receiver, a guy that in, in crucial situations, crucial passing situations, Derek Carr was not, did not hesitate at various junctures um, last season to call his number in big games. Think about the Monday night game, Vinny, at the beginning of the year and a couple other, you know, key moments as well, where, where, where Derek Carr would go his way when he needed a crucial 
um, a crucial first down. And, and, and then, uh, of course, the speed, like you said, kind of the straight the straight line speed or, or the element of, of stretching the field where you have a couple specialists now, guys that are going to get down the field, even if it's just a couple times a game, they bring that element and, and they bring that dynamic. So it, it, it's a structurally, it, it makes sense. Again, having some versatility, having different kinds of receivers that can play off one another and, and do different things. That's what you, I think you want, you know, as many tools as possible. And, and that's what, um, that's what the Raiders have assembled within their receiving core and, at, at, at this juncture. It's certainly, has the look, right, Vinny, at this point in the in the, in the offseason of, of one of the stronger, I guess, more complete units in the league. That's what a Devontae Adams uh, can do. But, the, but the, you can't discount um, the, the moves on the periphery uh, and the merit that they have. And, and like you said, given the issues, this is not a the, – the red zone struggles are not a new thing by any means. So if you get a little bit more oomph in the red zone and, and have a little bit more, I, I guess, versatility or different ways to attack a defense, I think that only bodes well for, for all those guys collectively. And then, of course, for the quarterback, um, and the running game too, when, when you have that dynamic of a, a group of playmakers on the perimeter. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, I don't know uh, that this is going to be the case. Um, you know, and, and I do figure that the Raiders are going to uh, continue to take her uh, along the offensive line. Interesting uh, talking to Josh McDaniels about that though, in terms of, you know, basically he said, look, we know that Colton Miller is going to be <laughs> the left tackle, but he didn't go any further than that. Everything else, it seems, is really going to be open to competition. You would think that Andre James um, is going to be the day one, you know, starting center. But I think that they are really committed um, to finding the next best four guys to the right of of, uh, of Colton Miller uh, and making sure that they're going to give everybody an opportunity, every, every combination, a look, every matchup, a look. Uh, players are going to be playing guard, tackle, right side, left side. They're going to get a familiarity playing alongside different guys so that if it ever comes up in a game, they'll have a little bit of uh, familiarity with it. But um, I'm wondering if even if they don't make moves along the offensive line, or even if they don't bring in a, a bonafide, you know, hey, this guy's going to be the starting right tackle going into next year. I do wonder if that wide receiver room as, as constructed along with Darren Waller just helps it a little bit, you know, um, because you're dealing with so many um, weapons in terms of being able to throw the ball to guys and maybe the ball comes out a little bit quicker, which maybe mitigates some of the issues along the offensive line. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I think I, I definitely think that that's the case. I mean, if you upgrade your, your talent on the perimeter, why, I mean, yeah, that naturally you would think, Hey, now there's more and more options. The defense has to account for different kinds of looks and that's going to create, you know, maybe openings, you know, quicker, right. Maybe it's, it's different. It's different play types that, that take some of that pressure off the off the old line and, and 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 give those guys a little bit of a relief. For what it's worth, I, I did think that that unit played um, a little better down the stretch last year. It wasn't again certainly not great by any means. We we all know that, but there was there was some time there at, at times for for Derek Carr to to do his thing back there in the pocket, and that was with again last year's group of skill position players. That's with a Darren Waller that wasn't a hundred percent at really at any point. You know, down, certainly missed all those games, and then down the stretch wasn't quite what he had been at the beginning of the season, certainly not in 2020. So you add, again, you add a player like Devontae Adams to, to what you already had in terms of skill position players. And that was, a, again, an offense that was good enough to make the playoffs last year, not world beaters, but enough, uh, enough over the course of the season, even with the struggles at the end of the year, to, to win important games, you add the best receiver, you know, arguably the best receiver in the NFL to that. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna alleviate some things on the offensive line. And um, give those guys an opportunity to, like, you know, as you mentioned, figure out how to how to come up with the best 
the best five-man combination, the best unit in order to, to, to really maximize what you can do on the perimeter. But I think at least in the short term, Vinny, um, to your point, there, there's going to be a little bit of immediate relief as the, the, this group works through everything. It, it totally makes sense. Yeah, and um, I don't think that they're uh, completely finished at offensive line, uh, nor should they be. I don't think that they think that they're uh, done at the offensive line. Uh, it's it's something uh, absolutely to keep an eye on. But when you look at what they do have at wide receiver, boy, that is uh, a daunting challenge for any defense uh, to defend that. Um, we're going to leave it there uh, today. Uh, we're going to join you early next week. I'm on vacation um, uh, starting Tuesday of next week, but we'll try to get something done. Um, earlier in the week so that uh, so that we get it out there. Um, remember, Monday is the first day for the Raiders to start their off-season program. Um, be interesting to see who shows up uh, on Monday and if there's anything to read into that if certain guys don't show up. But uh, that's a story for another day, and we'll have it all for you uh, on Monday of next week. Just want to remind everybody that Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and Blue Wire. Shout out to Sam Gordon for uh, always bringing the juice. Shout out to Larry Muir, uh, our great producer. Really appreciate it. Uh, until next week, enjoy the rest of your week and your weekend. We'll check back with you next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.